Listening to the Gehenna Gaming Podcast, where we explore traditional tabletop and live action role playing games through the lens of horror. A special thank you to our Patreons for helping make this podcast possible. Settle in, Thin Bloods, grab a drink in your favorite set of dice, and let the darkness consume you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Gehenna Gaming interview. Today, we're joined by our good friend Batsy. French Nosferatu, head of the Global Brood, and the modern master of Shreknet. Batsy is a longtime Gehenna Gaming community member and international role player extraordinaire. Batsy, thank you for joining us. Uh, how are you? <laughs> okay, um, given everything's going on right now, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a kind of a weird time. Um, I, yeah, you know, you're. You have been stuck in your house uh, over the past however long, couple of months. Um, are you are you starting to feel cagey, or are you starting to feel like you know what? I could do this for quite a while. Um. Well, uh, I've always felt like I uh, was some sort of real life Nosferatu, but now I can attest that I'm not, and I'm not meant to be trapped inside for so much time. <laughs> uh, yeah, like you said, I feel totally caged and i need really need to go outside and i can't really and that sucks but well yeah well, the um, good part is it gives us more time to do things like uh play games and record podcasts it's true totally yeah so for those who are not aware um the batsy is the modern master of the shrek net but also the brood master of what's called the global brood so, Batsy, can we can you talk about that and tell everybody kind of what the Global Brood is is and and all about? Right. Um, well, maybe just I'm gonna talk a bit about what how we began. Maybe. Of course. Uh, so the Shreknet was at first just a homemade project because I started to learn how to code and develop a website. And back then, I was playing a Nosferatu in a, in a V20 game, and I thought, hey, that would be a cool practice to have my Nosferatu having his own Shrek net. And I started to uh, yeah, code a bit, uh, having just a few pages about the Chronicle I was playing. And uh, posting some pics over the internet, uh, people got interested in it and asking me is it live can i um can i um, join it can i see it and i was like mm, no i'm sorry that's just on my computer <laughs> and <laughs> then i tried to develop um more interesting stuff for outsiders of the of that game i was playing and uh when the shrek night went live uh, just a bit more than a year ago from now. Um, I thought that would be fun to have um, like a treasure hunt game, uh, which is something from uh, the VTM law, actually, the Aon Tashadur, 
I don't know how you guys uh, guys pronounce it, but and then, about how I would pronounce it probably. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> and so I decided to have like um, my Shreknet version of this game. Uh, and at first it was really basic. You would just have to find one link hidden on the hub, and yay, you win. And so people came over the Shreknet to play this game and win it eventually. And that's how I started to create the Global Brood uh, for the people who won the game. Uh, so I created a Discord server for the Brood, for the winners. And uh, I have some sort of trophy page uh, where every winner can have their character sheet-ish uh, posted there. And um, yeah. if you want to find the ShrekNet, um, the URL is shreknet-hub.com. And I actually found this um, by accident. Uh, I, it was right around the time that you might have launched the site. It was probably right after the, the site. Um, I was yeah. looking for information about the ShrekNet um, in... Um, in Vampire, and I, I just kind of wanted to read a little bit more, and I think I was going from I got tired of looking through the through the the White Wolf uh, wiki and and some of the books that I had, and I just want to see if there's any other stuff out there in the world, and I kind of ran into this like quite by accident, um, and it really feels like you discovered this kind of Nosferatu Shreknet hub um, with a little game um, where you have to look for um, we, you have to look through clues and look through content on the website, but at the same time, there's a whole module piece that, that you can, um, interact with people in the discord through a, a window. Um, and it felt like I was kind of hacking into something very special. Um, so it's a very cool thing to discover for sure. I love the fact that you found it accidentally. <laughs> yeah. And I think I'm, I'm sure there's a few a few other people who feel the same way. Um, I'll go into yeah. the discord and you can, someone will kind of float in and start asking questions of like, what is this? Where am I? What am I looking for? And you can kind of play with them and tease them kind of slightly mm -hmm. in character. It's fun. It is fun. Yeah. There's a little more to that story too, though, uh, that you left out, which is that's actually how you found Gehenna gaming. <laughs> it, it, it is. And I think Ian, uh, Ian, you were one of the first people uh, that interacted with me besides Bassie, of course, after I finally found the Uranta Shador. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember when you when you joined the, the Global Brood server. And it was uh, it was funny because pretty much immediately recognized that we both lived near Boston and got you involved with what we were doing. But yeah, um, I think and, and Batsy, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I was one of the earlier people to kind of do the uh, Aranta Shadur, and then get into the server after, other than the people involved with the, the Chronicle that you were referencing. Yeah, yeah you're right. Totally. Um, it... So tell us a little bit more about um, the, the puzzle, like uh, how how you developed it, what different tools you've used, how, what, what work goes into that, because you change it up every month. It's not it's not this static kind of I... thing that people need to figure out. You actually come up with a new one pretty regularly. Yeah, I used to change it every month, but as I am lacking some imagination, 
Uh, now it's more spaced. Uh, like uh, I have one which ended uh, about a month ago, and I haven't changed it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on the new one actually currently, but uh, I haven't finished it. Uh, but yeah, so at first, like I've mentioned before, um, the Aronta Shadow was just you had to find a link hidden in the hub, and that's all you you won. But then um, I had more and more people joining and telling me maybe you could do this and do that. Uh, that was not complete in a um, that that was not complicated enough. Uh, I want a real challenge. I was okay. Let's add this piece and this piece. And I got interested in some uh, encryption systems, um, actually, uh, that got um, my attention from some brood mates who taught me how to use uh, steganography or ASCII, Morse code, and stuff like that. So yeah, I started to poke around and try to add um, more difficulties, more layers before you actually can uh, decrypt and find the hidden answer on the hub. It's it's cool too because there's you know at a certain point it becomes a a brood community project. You know you can kind of have other people help you and get their get their input, um, and it quite literally turns into, I mean, literally the, the Aranta Shador, right? I'm, I, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes in like 10 years where it becomes a little bit more reality. You start getting into kind of ARGs because this is truly a ARG project and it's really, it's really freaking cool. Um, and it's a passion project of yours and I'm excited to see where you take it over the next few years. Well, hopefully I will still be uh, working on it in 10 years. <laughs> but I I honestly doubt that uh, somehow I feel like White Wolf is working on their very own ShrekNet. I'm not sure. I, I, I have no proof of that, but I think they are working on something. Is that a tinfoil hat theory or is that something, this information that you... I have acquired? no information at all. Uh, but I don't know. I just feel it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and maybe because of one of my Matthew Dawkins' uh, tweet, uh, like he answered to one of my tweets on there and said, uh, "I'm sure there are some people working on a ShrekNet 2.0." And I went, "Okay, this is bad." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this who is... knows if that was in character or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, he was talking about my Shreknet. <laughs> Hopefully, he was. So, but uh, I, I don't know. So at the, I will say that, that the puzzles that you've developed are pretty fantastic. Having to decode hidden messages in images. You've even done some audio clips for some of them. Um, yep. I do want to recall a story. Um, there was a point in this where uh, your community actually kind of turned the tables on you. And we all got, <laughs> participated in a little... Uh, Puzzle uh, that was of our own that was the best the best so for your listeners um what ian is mentioning is that uh some of my brood mates including ian and march uh developed an arm shadow for my birthday 
And uh, I will not hide it that I cried a lot. <laughs> oh, a lot yeah, of fun guys, to work on that. It was. You guys made me cry with this. It was fantastic. And uh, yeah, feeling so much love so, and appreciation from the brood. That's, yeah, really meaningful. Well, it's, it, it's, it's always nice to give something back to people who have given you a fun thing to engage with uh but that that kind of uh segues into a a thing that i wanted to talk to you a little bit about um you in particular amongst a lot of the gamers i know have a very strong um international gaming focus you play with people from all over the globe um, particularly in the united states um and so has a lot of your experience in tabletop gaming been online because of that yes because uh well when i started tabletop games i was like in middle school with and uh, i bought my first copy of v2 of vtm and uh, we played like just a couple of games and that's all and i put aside the book for many years before I stumbled upon um, the Twin Cities by Night Discord server, and I was surprised that people were still playing Vampire the Masquerade. So I joined the server, met a good friend of mine, and a storyteller who had me play in our chronicle. And uh, yeah, she was from the United States, so I had to speak English. <laughs> that was a real challenge for me. And uh, yeah, so I played for about a year, and that's the biggest game I ever joined. The nice. longest so, one. So that was your first. Um, I'm. You're saying that that Vampire the Masquerade was your was your first game, like your first yeah. RPG. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. I, I, love, I love that because there's so many because you know D D is so ubiquitous and is it's it's for so many people the starting point that to hear people like yourself uh jump into tabletop gaming through vampire the masquerade is is a wonderful story <laughs> and then to, to to be used to playing with that many with so many people internationally um on a like kind of a server online basis i mean you were already prepared for this this uh, this quarantine and already been playing like that for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a point. <laughs> Valid point. But yeah, oh. Vampire the Masquerade was the first game I ever played. But uh, I also played Warhammer with my friends back in middle school. Mm. Again, just a couple of games, not much. Did you play the? Uh, are we talking about the ones with the with the figures or? Uh, yeah, both. Both yeah. uh, the figures and the role-playing game. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, Ian's been digging into Warhammer lately. A little bit. Just a bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. So yeah. I, did you? Did I hear you correctly? You said you started with the second edition of Vampire? Yeah, exactly. Nice. And that you've been playing ever since. So how, how do you feel the game has evolved since then? And what, uh, what are your That's thoughts? That's the point. I, I have been playing... Um, all those years from Player the Masquerade. Uh, I've played Bloodlines. Yeah. Obviously. And uh, I went back to uh, being interested in Vampire the Masquerade like uh, when I 
like I said, when I met my friend on the Twin Cities by Night server, that was like three years ago. Um, and there had been a lot of change in Vampire the Masquerade. Mm. But I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea there 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 was a V20 edition. <laughs> I oh, had wow. no idea. Yeah, I had no idea about the bloodlines, uh, like the Salubri, the Samdi, and all that stuff. And yeah, it frightened me a bit. <laughs> all this law <laughs> I had to learn and to discover again. That was wild. <laughs> And um, yeah, have you been have you been playing V five at all, or it's strictly V twenty up until? I have uh, played V five uh, in a chronicle that we ended quite recently, uh, where I was playing a gangrel, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so and, comparing uh, comparing those two editions, because you were you were into you know second second ed, um, and you've played some V twenty, but now into V five. Which one out of those are, are your favorite? Which one do you kind of lean towards? My favorite is V20 uh, because it has a lot of law, a lot of new rules, but it ha- it adds a lot of depth to the universe. Um, you can really shape your character the way you want it. Uh, when I created my Nosferatu character, Lenny, uh, I added to him a lot of flaws uh, and merits also, uh, Nosferatu specific. And when I wanted to play V5, um, when I tried to convert Lenny to V5, I wasn't able to shape him the same way I did for V20. He was too smooth, too nice compared to the V20 version I had. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, not masquerade breaking enough, or the uh, rule set's just a little too uh, too simplified? Um, kind of both, Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, I, I do got to say, though, since, um, since Onyx Path released the new Chicago by Night, that whole Nosferatu aren't so masquerade breaking thing has gotten thrown out the window, which is kind of good news in my in, oh. in my opinion. <laughs> well, I have to check this out then. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's a couple of really cool characters in there that clearly, if you see them walking down the street, you're like, that is definitely a monster and not human being. <laughs> you have to throw out the uh, the baby with the bathwater, as they say, with uh, how Nosferatu interact with mortal society. <laughs> <laughs> But besides that, uh, playing V5, uh, I really love the hunger system. And that's a really, really cool uh, addition. Because when playing V20, uh, I felt sometimes like if you had like 10 block points, you can play three or four games without even feeding once, and you're okay. In V5, you really have to be careful to to feed the beast before it comes out and that's that's really cool you really feel like a monster a predator mm-hmm. uh, really on the brink of uh tearing someone uh for feeding i, I think that's that, my favorite part about v5 as well yeah same absolutely that the 
mechanical differences are what have mm. won me over so strongly with V5. Um, backtracking a little bit, you we were talking yeah. about um, gaming internationally and how you got into it. Have you mm-hmm. done much gaming other than the war gaming you did uh, locally? Locally, um, nope. Nope, nope. Um, I had the opportunity to play one game uh, like two months ago uh, around the table with real players and the storyteller at the table, and it was fantastic. But I, uh, that was um, a special occasion, let's mm. say. Uh, I don't know many people uh, around here who do play uh, role-playing games, and those who do don't really play Vampire the Masquerade, so... That's yeah, it's um, tough. Stuff, a lot, yeah. lot of Dungeons and Dragons out there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, the area um, that you're from is such a really cool, is, is such a cool area. It'd be interesting if there's maybe some LARPs, um, some BTM LARPs that are going on around the city. In my city, I'm not sure there are some. Uh, I know that there are quite a lot held in Paris. Yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, but I tried once to contact one LARP uh, group, and they were not so open-minded for new players. So oh. kind of, kind of gave up. That's too bad. I'm sorry that you had that experience. That's awful. Nah, yeah, but it's okay. Maybe someday I will find a cool group, or maybe create my own. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I love that. When in doubt, create your own gaming group. Oh wait. Exactly. <laughs> um. So, so it seems like the scene over in France where you live is different. It isn't as uh, burgeoning and popular as it is over here in kind of the United States. Um, mm. But it's fantastic that you've been able to lean on gaming online and gaming with people in the United States and elsewhere in the, on the globe. Um, yeah. So obviously, to a, an extent, other than having more free time, lately uh your gaming habits haven't really changed due to COVID 19 and uh kind of the lockdown well um that would be true if i had any game mm. uh, ongoing lately but i don't uh beside yeah one uh, b-weekly uh game mm-hmm. a cool one actually where i play uh, a ghoul among hunters Ooh. Ooh, nice. Tell yeah. us a little more about that. So obviously you have Lenny, um, your Nosferatu, um, and you yeah. recently played a Gangrel. Tell us a little bit. What is it? What are your? How do you typically shape your characters? What is? What is? Uh, what inspired you to play this ghoul living amongst hunters? Well, um, I don't know. It just sometimes comes to me. Uh, I have just sparks of ideas that I that would make some cool concept to me mm-hmm. and uh, I tried to develop that like uh, the gangrel I played was uh, actually a Mexican cult, uh, cartel dealer mm. and uh, it doesn't look like a gangrel at all more like a, a, a bruja <laughs> 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 but it was fun so, to play so kindred the embrace gangrel yeah <laughs> yeah, I, I personally like going against stereotype. I have a Gangrel that I am very much looking forward to playing in a future game. Who is a uh, tech industry CEO? 
So Ooh. I uh I don't want to share too much about that because I'm hoping that I'll get to play him in a streamed game in the near future. Ooh, but I um, like this idea. I, but yeah, I definitely uh, like going against the stereotype there. Very nice. Yeah, me too. Exactly. And uh, yeah, so the gangrel was a bit like that. And uh, the ghoul, uh, well, uh, was a cop. Used to be a cop. and um, But not a good cop, like a dirty one. Ooh, will pay some of his co-workers to have some evidences disappear. And it got the attention of the a current uh, local Lesombra who took him as his goal. But then uh, the ghoul uh, suffered from... Uh, shit, I don't have the word. An Inquisition raid. Ah. Who destroyed uh, many of the local La Sombra and had my ghoul kill his home thrall. Like they nice. ha- they they had a gun, they gave a gun to him. Now you kill your thrall. Nice. Yeah, and so uh, they experienced a bit on him and on how Vitae works on ghouls. And they had a deal with this ghoul, uh, like they uh, he will track Kindred down and they will feed him with Vitae. Interesting. So it's sort of like uh, he's like a, an addict, right? Like a, a, they're feeding yeah. him heroin for, to yeah, grab yeah. his friends. That's something that I really enjoyed in the Ghoul Fatal Addiction book. Uh, yeah. Like uh, being a ghoul is just not being a super-powered man. No, you are addicted to blood. You have to be fed, otherwise you go nut. You go crazy. And you frenzy. And it's a pretty awful existence, depending on yeah. the relationship that you might have with yeah. a kindred, or, or lack thereof, right? Like, you're you're getting your fix of, of uh, Vitae, but there's no, like, emotional fulfillment that's normally mm-hmm. sistered with that kind of relationship you really it's you're just given a drug essentially so your relationship is a kind of being manipulated by the hunters and it's cool yeah. to explore that um that's vampire. something that i really yeah that's something that i really wanted to to play someday yeah. a goal that's something really interesting and uh yeah so when i got the opportunity uh to play a ghoul even if it's for a hunter game okay my bad <laughs> uh, it's really it's really fun it's really fun to play though and most funny part is that the other players have no idea i am playing a ghoul come oh, on nice. that's awesome <laughs> that's so cool well, t- tell them to not listen to this uh interview when it's released <laughs> yeah sorry sorry players spoiler yeah. spoilers oh Actually, you just gave me a really fun idea for a character with a similar concept, but it would be, um, have you seen the movie, uh, uh, it was released as Unleashed in the United States, but I think it was, uh, it's called Danny the Dog in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Like that concept of a ghoul who's just being controlled as like mm. a enforcer or pit fighter type thing by mortals. I like that. Hmm. Anyway. Is, that the, is, that, is that the movie where the guy has the he's got like the the shackle on his neck and then yeah. they, they unlatch exactly. it 
uh-huh. then he turns into like a, a ninja that can fight and kill as many people as they want. Yep. Yeah, it's, yes. uh, it's Bob Hoskins and uh, Jet Li. It's yeah, friend, Jet Li. Morgan Freeman. It's an amazing movie. If Great you haven't film. seen it. If you're if you're in the United States, it was released as Unleashed. It's a fantastic movie, and uh, it's it's a uh, internationally it's called Danny the Dog. Well worth watching. Really good movie. Um, very heart wrenching actually. Very uh, they do a really good job of making it pretty emotional for an action flick. Um, they do it's it's great. I recommend it. You know, speaking of movies, um, there is something mm. I've been dying to ask you, Batsy. I don't think we've ever we might have uh, circled the subject quite a few times, but obviously you're very attached to the Nosferatu, um, yeah. and like like myself, it's my you? my favorite clan, of course. It is the best clan. Um, uh, also- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you treat me a shut up. Yeah, <laughs> Gangrel are the best clan, but that's okay. Debatable, debatable. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> the second hey, best. At least we can all say that <laughs> none of us are KT. But my question. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, Shut up, Mark. <laughs> so my my but my question to you is is like myself. I'm I'm not only attached to the clan Nosferatu. I'm attached to the archetype from film of the Nosferatu, yeah. which is a very unique, different kind of vampire than any other vampire in in film. And there are mm. a few different iterations of this archetype. And I want to know which one's your favorite. The one from the original Nosferatu, Nosferatu the vampire. Uh, Shadow of the Vampire or Salem's Lot? I actually never heard of the last one. Salem's Lot? It's a Stephen King novel that was turned into a movie. Okay. I will have to... Oh, yeah. You should check it out. Yeah, you really should. It's it's very Um, cheesy. It's like 80s and cheesy, but it's it's worth it. Oh, I like that. Um, Between So you, I think my favorite iteration is maybe the first one yeah the original yeah 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 about you, Mark? though i have to admit that i love the nosferatu clan i love every nosferatu but i'm kind of sick of uh the nosferatu with only two fangs on the front <laughs> uh, that's yeah not so scary to me uh, yeah and i think that with with vampire the masquerade they've taken that archetype and pushed it further and now you know yeah. uh, obviously there's different types shapes sizes of of nosferatu Mems. yeah I, I've, I have a preference towards the uh fangs like shark teeth where they just have like mm-hmm. rows of fangs in their mouth i think that's a fantastic concept uh, i don't remember which vtm book i read it in but it's very yeah the rose of teeth that was in um uh is that one of the novels no i I haven't read the novels uh much much surprise some people but um no it was in one of the one of the supplemental books i think from v20 uh it was either a flaw or a merit (laughs) yeah Um, it might have been uh the what is it the um lore clan lore book yeah it may have been lore of the clans yeah what about you mark well i actually i'm curious as to your answer to this question um okay yeah so i i have a deep fondness for Werner herzog's nosferatu (laughs) the vampire yeah i think klaus klaus kinksy did a, a fantastic job um and at portraying a monster who's also tortured who's 
sad, but also angry. Um, I think that the image of of Nosferatu in in that particular one um, is frightening and slightly endearing in a weird kind of way um, and vulnerable. Which I which is one of the things I like about the clan is that you know the monster is is worn quite literally on their sleeve um, and you know the predatory visual of like the two front teeth and the eyes closed together and the big bat ears. Um, I like it all. It's just visually pleasing. I think it's a, I think it's a fantastic image and yeah. Nosferatu to the vampire, Werner Herzog. It's a great film. Watch this one someday. <laughs> it's it's I mean, that, that's a good one. Yeah, it really is. Like Popol Vol did the, did the soundtrack and it's amazing. Yeah. I think you'll appreciate my answer then. Yeah. What's yours? Which is Sh- Shadow of the Vampire. <laughs> yes. Which Again, the, I have to watch this one. So Shadow of the Vampire, it was made in 2000, uh, much more recently. But it's actually a, it's not a spoof, but it's kind of a parody film mm-hmm. about yeah. the making of um, the Werner Herzog slash original uh, Murnau's Nosferatu uh, Isn't it starring uh, William Dafoe? Yes, yep. Willem Dafoe play. Yep. Willem Dafoe basically plays uh, Nosferatu, and he it's he plays Max Schreck, mm. and it's the idea is that it's a the film is a documentary about the making of Nosferatu, but they hired an actual vampire to play the 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 Nosferatu. So it's him just feeding on the crew of the movie that he's filming, <laughs> pretending to be a vampire. It's amazing. <laughs> the cool part is that uh, Klaus Kinski is was such a pain in the ass on the yeah. set of Nosferatu the Vampire. Yeah. Um, and Werner Herzog has a whole documentary at, uh, about what it was like um, filming with him because he was in like two or three of his movies and he apparently was the worst. Yeah, so that's Sh- what I've heard. Sh- Shadow of the Vampire is kind of almost is like a kind of homage to how much of a pain in the ass Klaus Kingsey was exactly and and how obsessed the direct the director of the original Nosferatu was because he wanted to film Dracula but they wouldn't the um Bram Stoker's estate said no I'm sorry you're, we're not gonna let you make a movie about this and so he said fuck it I'm gonna change all the names and I'm gonna make my movie anyways they're all they're all worth well worth watching if you haven't seen them um in, fa- in fact I think didn't we have all of them on our list for vampire movies last October? Yeah, everyone, every single one of them. Yeah, yeah, well worth it. Which we'll yeah. probably do again this October. So yay, <laughs> yeah. Well, and now kept... now we can have viewing parties. Oh my god, yes. Ooh. And now we're we're like we're stuck. Like I mean, certain movies, we can we have we're we're able to pick, and other ones that are just not available. So it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so quick, um, quick question. Um, which one is your favorite vampire movie? That's Ooh. a hard one. Ian, <laughs> Ian, you take this one first. Um, you can have a top three. It's gotta top be one. three? I can have a top three? Okay. Uh, yeah. Rom Stroker's Dracula, the 1992 one with uh, Gary Oldman. Yeah. Um, oh, this is hard. Uh, the classic Dracula with Bela Lugosi. And... Oh, man. 
It's kind of a toss-up. I really like Let the Right One In. It's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. The, the original, not the remake. Yeah, the, the, yes. the original Thank Swedish you. film. Okay, yeah. The Swedish one's infinitely better. I love, uh, what's her name? Uh, Chloe Moretz Grace. But, like, I the way that they made the American version of it just fell flat for me. I didn't Have you even see the point to make... It was also Another remade. Of it was movie. like remade two years after the movie came out. Was yeah, like, what's that? Yeah, like, no point. <laughs> it's almost like, oh, this movie's doing really well. We should just make an English American version because no. Americans are dumb and can't re- read yeah. subtitles. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a there's a dubbed version of it out there too. Like, just watch it. Watch if you haven't seen Let the Right One. If you've only seen Let Me In, which is the American one, uh, and you haven't seen Let the Right One In, I highly recommend seeing it. It's a fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic movie. It is dark as hell. Um, yeah, it's sad. It. It's sad too. It's about a child vampire. And I'm not saying anything awesome. else about the movie. That takes place the... in Sweden. Have you read the book? <laughs> uh, I have. I, I went and read the book after I saw the movie. Yeah, because the book gets real, real messed up. But yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah. Whew. Anyway, yeah, definitely go see that. Uh, but yeah, that's that. Uh, actually, you know what? I am going to change and just say that is my favorite vampire movie. Okay. Ooh, that's, that's my cool. number one. Not the right one in. Okay. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's definitely up there. Um, I I would say three is uh, Nosferatu the Vampire, obviously. Um, uh, Interview with the Vampire. Mm. Uh, um, Classic. Picking a third is so hard because there's like so many that are so good. Um, I think I would probably say today, right now, because it's probably gonna this number three could change, right? Um, tomorrow might tell you something different, but today, um, I'm gonna say. Dracula dead and loving it. Yeah, that that fits. Great movie. Yeah, I'm <laughs> absolutely not surprised you went with a uh, a comedy. I was gonna I was gonna say Vampire in Brooklyn because I really like that one too. Batsy, what about you? What are your What are your top three? Let's turn it around on you. That's a tough one. But I'd say nineteen ninety two Dracula, um, interview with a vampire, mm-hmm. and then uh, I won't say that the right one in, but I'm gonna say only lovers left alive. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. This so- one uh, was absolutely fantastic, but mostly because of the soundtrack. I fell in love with it. <laughs> yeah, the soundtrack is amazing. So I haven't the cast seen that yet. That's really? so good. Yeah, I need to watch it. It's very yeah. good. I love Tilda yeah. Swinton, and I, I I love Tom Hiddleston. I know it's supposed to be a good movie. I just I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It's brooding. It it's almost like uh, uh the Hunger almost. Yeah. Oh, this one was cool too. There's another one that I saw uh, not that long ago called Byzantine. Yeah, that I watched the I started watching the beginning of that with Black Miriam, um, my wife, uh, and uh, it got it got bloody it, too bloody too fast for her, so she was like, "Nope, can't watch this." Uh, which is funny because she loves vampire movies. An interview with a vampire is her favorite movie. Um, but we started watching Byzantine, and she was just like, "Nope," mm-mm. and I was like, "Okay, I'll I'll watch this by myself at some point," <laughs> and I and I haven't gotten around to it. 
You know, some sometimes people love the aesthetic of the vampire, but when you get down to it, to the dirty work, mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a tough drink to choke down that blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is one thing I did want to talk about, Batsy. It's a mm-hmm. little bit of a pet project of 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 yours and and mine, which, admittedly, um, I we need to jump back into. But I want to talk yes. a little bit about the Nosferatu cult. So uh, thank you for illuminating all of that information about the Nosferatu cult. I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, I I think that we need to uh, ask two more questions at the bare minimum. Um, One of which is, what do you have planned next for the Global Brood and ShrekNet? Okay, that's a tough one, because I have many, many ideas that I want to develop for ShrekNet and the Global Brood, but I lack skills. <laughs> uh, I, so I don't know about that, one. sir. Yeah. <laughs> You've done a pretty fantastic job with it already. No, like, uh, I had ideas about uh, integrating, like, some sort of uh, dungeon trawler game. Um... Yeah, some stuff I wish I know how to develop this, but I don't yet. So I have to learn how to do this. I will. I will do my best to come up with good stuff. Uh, The next cool idea that I'm currently working on is for the next Aronta Shadow. I will try to have a teeny tiny side quest Mm. in the game. Um, given you play the side quest or not, um, you will be granted with a special reward. And this is something I've discussed a bit with some of the Global Brood. And uh, they thought the idea was cool, which is um, providing the winner with some uh, game supplement, like a character sheet. Let's say you... The Aranta Shadow is like the one I'm working on. Um, dealing with a ghoul, you could win the ghoul character sheet by the end of it. Or That's stuff cool. like yeah. that. Yeah. That's really so, cool. It's like something they could take with them. Yeah, exactly. Because for now, yeah, you win the Aranta Shadow, you have a specific uh, role on the Discord server, and you have a some sort of character sheet on the hub and that's all and i think that's not enough people deserve more well, it's i really, think that's fantastic yeah it's caring of you to really care for the brood like that and uh, kind of provide a challenge because it gives replayability too right like the having mm-hmm. the refresh of the orange shador is um allows you know people like myself to jump back in and try to solve it but having more and more going bigger and bigger and bigger with this thing i think is is pretty cool of you man yeah, and that's also also um, the point of providing like character sheet because people who already won the Anta Shadow don't really see the point of playing it again. Like they they won, so yeah, okay, they are part of the global brood, and that's all. If I give them something more to win, they would play it. Yeah, that that's fun. I mean, sometimes I go back in and do them just for the challenge of it. I don't, I don't even tell you. Sometimes I've just gone in and like done whatever the current one was and really it out or yeah. got lost and gave up. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Same. <laughs> yeah. Usually, 
it's fun to go in to try to find like other things that have changed in the content and everything else. Like the website yeah. you've been updating fairly regularly, so it's it's cool. Yeah, yeah. it's always fun going in and being like, "Ooh, this changed," and just like poking around, <laughs> and seeing what's going on, and like sometimes I'll stumble on it and I'll just go through and get either get as far as I can and either get stuck or finish it, and you know feel pretty confident that I finished it. So I don't I don't even confirm that I got the answer. I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm good." <laughs> um. So it's, that's very exciting. Um, what uh, what's on the horizon for you in terms of gaming? You mentioned you kind of have a biweekly one going on, but do you have any yep. other any plans of running anything yourself or uh, any other exciting yes, games coming up? Kinda. Uh, I kinda started uh, gathering some ideas to run my own VTM Chronicle. Uh, Chronicle, not really. Uh, at first, I want to run a one-shot just mm-hmm. to see if I'm able to run it smoothly. And if it works, I will change it to a Chronicle. Uh, but yeah, that's something I want to try. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm actually waiting for a delivery uh, from the post office with a special package uh, uh, of the Alien RPG. Mm. Oh, that's a great. That's a great nice. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched a lot of streams of it. Brother Wes stream. Mm-hmm. Yep, was fantastic. And um, yeah, I really want to play this game, but I'm gonna try to run this also because I have friends who want to play it. We don't have a game master, game mother, so I will try to to be the ST for them. It's gonna be fun. I'm really excited for you to jump into that one. I don't. I have yet to play it, but um, flip through the book and it looks fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Batsy, I want to. Uh, I want to thank you for for coming on the Gehenna Gaming Podcast again. Um, this it was great, kind of nerding out with you a little bit about the Shreknet and Global Brood. I'm again. Thank you for having me. That was really fun. Yeah, anytime. If you want to come back and and talk more about Nosferatu, please. You're you're more than welcome to. And I hope okay. that people find your website like i hope they find the shrek net which is where can where can people find that shrek net uh like uh, it's been mentioned a bit earlier uh, shreknet-hub.com and uh people can actually join the global brood server without playing the around shadow but uh just so you know you will join as a goal you'll be one <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in order to uh, kind of gain access, you have to find the Arante Shador to find the deeper parts of the, the global brood, right? Yeah. Yeah, otherwise it wouldn't be fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the challenge there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if thank you. If people want to find you online and harass you, obviously they can go uh, to the Hub and and join yes. discord but uh any other spots people can find you online uh yeah they can find me at all my social media linked on shreknet excellent <laughs> and, uh, uh, so you guys have to go on shreknet to find me <laughs> it's the only way <laughs> it is. um well that's a um global brood forever and ian where can people find you online uh, well, you can find me at Ravnos on Twitter, and that's the only one that I uh, 
publicly acknowledge people on. So that's the best place to find me. Um, but obviously, you can find us at Gehenna Gaming on all social media platforms. You can join our Discord server, etc. All in the show notes for this episode. And uh, what about you, Mark? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Marchosius with fives instead of s's. That's <laughs> that's about the only place you can find me outside of the Gehenna Gaming uh, Discord. Um, I, I like to bounce in and out of the Global Brew Discord as well. So solve that around Shadora so we can chat. Yes. Come have fun with us. Thank you for listening to the Gehenna Gaming Podcast. Your attention has been noted. You can find us online at GehennaGaming.com, on Twitter at GehennaGaming, twitch.tv slash GehennaGaming, and patreon.com slash GehennaGaming. And remember, you will not be accepted into the global brood until you find the Arata Shador.